1: Here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, it's time for a mini episode. Mini episode of Go Go. <laughs> I forgot that's your like little go-to mini episode theme song. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, But this is no ordinary mini-episode because, as you may know, summertime is upon us. And so we are doing a summer-themed or inspired mini-episode, if you will.
0: Yes, so if the sun is shining, this episode is for you. But as you can play this at any point, whenever you want, if it's a miserable day, why not put this on and cheer yourself up?
1: That's right, that's right. But if it's a
0: sunny day out... Go out on your back porch or your hammock
1: or just sit in your yard and kick your feet up, enjoy the sunshine, and listen to this episode where we tell you our top five movie scenes set in the sun.
0: Yes, and then it's also going to give you some ideas of what you can watch later tonight.
1: That's right. That's right. Now. Now, on the surface, that sounds like a lot of movie scenes, right? Because there's a lot of movies that take place outdoors and obviously all of them are set in the sun. But these are scenes that have uh, a little bit more where the sun plays kind of a prominent role, whether either in a, a story capacity or just in terms of making it a memorable shot because the sun yeah. is featured. It's not just, hey this is a scene that's outdoors and it's it's a bright day out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or if it is a scene like that where it's just got a bit more magic to it or it's just got that feeling of, you know, of the perfect summer's day. You, right. Yeah, that's what, that's what we've sort of, that's our criteria yes, for this list. Yes,
1: yes. So it evokes an, an emotion or a, a sort of a feeling that has to do with the sun. I think that's a good way to, you yeah, know, I think you summed it up nicely. Yeah, that's yeah. a lovely way
0: of putting it actually, yeah. I do like it, the word evoke. There
1: you go. So that's yes. what this is it's not just, it's not just, it's not that simple, but the, the sun plays a prominent part or evokes a feeling in all of these scenes.
0: So that's the setup for this uh, our top five list. But Mike, do you want to get it started?
1: Well, my number five is from Kong Skull Island. And it is sort of the, it's not the opening scene of the film, but it's the first scene that you're going to remember from the film. Yeah,
0: yeah, oh, that's, that's a good choice. Yeah,
1: the, the helicopters are flying onto the island in slow motion style. It's very, very evocative of um, Apocalypse Now. And the sun is kind of setting or it's low in the sky. And the whole, yeah. the whole attack sequence is amazing. But there's this shot in slow motion of this group of like six helicopters coming up and you see King Kong in silhouette with the sun setting right behind him and it is one of the most gorgeous shots I've ever seen in a film in my (laughs)
0: life. And he's massive. Yes, yes, he
1: is humongous, and it's and you see the reactions of the people in the helicopters as they're seeing him for the first time. And uh, like I said, the whole sequence is fantastic. It's all bathed in yellow and orange as as it's you know the, the sun is getting low, and it's it's a lot of great action. But that shot of King Kong being revealed for the first time is to me just a thing of beauty. So that's my
0: number five. That's an excellent choice. Yeah, There's also the bit, a bit earlier on as well when you have the two uh, World War Two people fighting, and then suddenly you see the hand come up and the sun sort of in the background as then as he pulls himself up and we just briefly see Kong before that part. Right. No, that's a great choice for number five. I like that. Thank you. Okay, my number five is one which I think might be on your list, but it is the end scene from 30 Days of Night.
1: That is a good pick, and I can see why you think it would be on my list, but actually I did not include it. Oh, excellent then. Okay, It was in it was... my short list, yeah, but yeah. it didn't make the final cut.
0: Okay, that's good then. Yeah, but this scene, is, uh spoilers if you haven't seen it, so you want to skip ahead about... 20 seconds or maybe 30 seconds but this is the scene at the end when Josh Hartnett who's uh he saved the few survivors by basically getting turning into a vampire you know and just as he's just before he fully turns he uh he sits with his ex-wife and they sit and watch the sun come up and then he slowly turns into dust but it's just emotional after what's gone on all the terrible things they've witnessed and had to do to survive and then there's this moment of peace and release but it's just he's he's gone and that's that's the end but it's a, it's a beautiful scene and it's very emotional after what's gone before
1: yeah i like that scene a lot and i like that they kept it true to the comic book yeah, yeah. because in so many hollywood movies they would have skipped that and just had the hero you know go on being the hero but in this yeah. case they stayed true to it so i do like that scene but like i said it just it just got edged out for me
0: okay what's your number 4 though
1: all right my number 4 is the sunset scene from gone with the wind Uh, As we know, I I love this movie. And this is the scene where Rhett Butler is going off to war and he basically proclaims his undying love for Scarlett O'Hara in no uncertain terms, telling her that you're the only woman I've ever loved like this. And I've never waited as long for a woman like this. And she basically rebuffs him. And he's like, but you're sending a soldier off to war, even if you don't love me, just do it to give a soldier a happy memory as he goes onto the battlefield to die. And he... Kisses her and it's, it's a little forceful, but I don't think she kisses him back. So it's not like it's, you know, completely on, on, you know, PC, but, um, but it's, it's shot with the sunset behind them. It's this red, yeah. you know, sky behind them. Um, It's a, it's a great looking scene. And I, I love this movie and I love their performances and Clark Gable just gives this awesome speech to her, and he does such a great job. And so, um, I just I love the look of it though. It's that that blood red, you know, sky behind them. Like it popped into my head, and I was like, yeah, it's got to go on the list.
0: No, an excellent choice. Uh, my number four is uh, a scene from Lawrence of Arabia. I knew that you'd have a scene from that. Yeah, thing. I mean, I mean, there's so many you could put the whole film in it basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one in particular is the, the most famous one. It's when Omar Sharif, who's uh, who plays Sharif Ali. He comes out the uh, he comes out of the desert to the heat haze, and it's it's one of those scenes where the sun is up in the sky, and it's you just at this well in the middle of the desert, and then you just we're looking out at the desert, and it just looks like that shimmering heat haze, and then suddenly there's a man on a camel comes out of the of the haze, and it's just it just you get the feeling of the intense heat and the dryness of the area, and just how this uh, the mystery of the desert can take people and just uh, entrance them. Yeah, that's a classic
1: scene. Didn't didn't make my list. Just
0: there's a lot of movies <laughs> to
1: pick from, but uh, I'm glad it made yours. I had a feeling it would. Yeah. All right. Well, my number three is uh, one of the less lofty. Uh, films on my list, but I like this scene anyway, so I'm including it, and it is from the Chronicles of Riddick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from the scene where the Riddick and his his team are on the planet Crematoria, a uh, very subtly named planet there, um, <laughs> and basically, <laughs> it's uh, it's this 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 planet with extreme temperature changes, from extreme cold to extreme heat, and so as the sun is coming up, it's not only going to potentially fry them, but it is causing a chemical reaction on the surface of the planet that is basically making everything explode into giant fiery death. And so Riddick has to save his uh, ward, whatever you want to call her. It's not quite his girlfriend yeah. uh, from this rapidly ex- approaching exploding death. And I, I just like the scene. I think it's a cool concept. It, it kind of really sold the, the big grand science fiction ness of the movie. And there's some cool special effects in it. I wish it had been a little bit longer actually, because they do kind of solve the problem quickly, but it is a, an exciting fast paced scene. And, uh, and it, it kind of ends in a great way with Vin Diesel standing there covered in steam, just looking like a badass. So uh, that's my number three.
0: That's uh, that's an excellent choice. Yeah, and I think I've mentioned in the previous episode that I do do have a soft spot for that one. A big, a big bloated, silly in places, uh, sci-fi epic. But uh, yeah, 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 good scene. Yeah, crematorium. I forgot about the name of the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, my number three is a French new wave film. It's a scene from uh, Francois Truffaut's Jules et Jim, and it's basically about. Uh, Sean Moreau and two blokes who go on a bicycle ride in the sun in France, and it's uh, it's just it just looks like one of those perfect days. Just people on these bicycles sailing through the French countryside, and the sun's the sun's coming through some trees, and it's just beautiful. And the music's music's beautiful playing, and it's just it's just like one of those days where you you know you have very rarely where just everything's perfect, and you just everything seems to slow down, and you're relaxed, and you're with people having a laugh and just having a lovely time. Just a great sense of enjoyment in that scene. And it sort of of captures that carefree youth, you know, that time when you just, you had your whole life ahead of you and you could do these amazing things. Right, right. Excellent. That's my number three.
1: A good pick. I have never seen Jewels and Jim, so I I couldn't put that one on my list, but uh, I'll get to it one of these days.
0: Yeah, there's too, so many films out
1: there. Yeah, that's yeah, true. All right, my number two is uh, from Star Wars, the original, A New Hope, and it is the scene where Luke is standing on Tatooine looking wistfully out at the two sons, which it, it, I made my list for a number of reasons. First of all, they, John Williams's Luke theme is playing that... Dun, 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 dun. You know, very, like, wistful, emotional, and even as a kid, that piece of music really stuck with me. I always thought that was just, like, one of those pieces that could... Really <laughs> evoke that emotion um, in me, and it really made me like feel something. But I-, I love the look of the scene. It's very iconic. I mean, you see that image of Luke standing there, like in the desert with one leg up, you know, kind of yeah. looking off in the distance. I mean, it's a very well known piece of pop culture. And also, what I like about it is just that the 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 binary sons of Tatooine. It was sort of like, hey, this really is in a galaxy far, far away. You know, this is still early in the film. And right now it's just kind of, oh, he lives in the desert. There's some weird, you know, droidy things and whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this planet has two suns. Like, okay, we're really... Really far out there, um, and obviously it's Star Wars, so of course it, it you know it gets a little extra tension from me, but I do think that's a really cool scene, and, and the special effect, especially for the time, is is seamless. That's my number two. That's a that's
0: a good choice. My number two is also that scene. Oh from wow, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, as as you said, it's all the reasons you said it's a uh, we get a it's a good little bit of shorthand to tell us you know a bit more about Luke, you know his yearning he's had to get away, and it just looks it looks so realistic the way it was done. Mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. it did look like. There was, there was an extra sun in the sky. Right. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, great scene. The music just obviously lifts it to the next level. Right. Uh, and it, I'm sure this that would be in probably lots of people, lots of listeners' lists. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a scene set in the sun times two. Yeah, exactly. Square, you yeah. know,
0: sunlight squared. Yeah, I mean, it was also in the, it was just one I was thinking of. I didn't make, make the list, but it was one from The Force Awakens as well when you see it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, tie t- the TIE Fighters. I actually down, yeah. thought yeah. about
1: including that one, but I didn't yeah, yeah. want to put Star Wars on here twice, so I, yeah, I yeah. picked Luke over the TIE Fighters, but I do really love that scene. Because that
0: was done really well as well. It did That That looked realistic, the effects of that, you know, the shimmering sun as well, the heat haze coming yeah. up. I thought that was done well.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that was on your list also. It's funny that we both put it at the exact same spot. So. Yeah,
0: I know, yeah, yeah. What's your number one, though?
1: All right, well, I don't think our number ones will be the same, but mm. maybe they will. I don't know. Uh, it is the very last scene... In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where okay, yeah, Indy yeah. and his father and, oh, and Sala yeah, and course, Brody yeah. ride off into the sunset. And I yeah. thought, this is fitting for a number of reasons for me. Uh, it's my favorite Indiana Jones movie, hands down. And, you know, it's the last Indiana Jones movie because they never made another one ever again after the third one yes
0: yeah 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 there's no they only did make the three films didn't they? right yeah.
1: right but they they knew they knew it was the end and what better way to kind of you know finish off a kind of adventure serial themed movie than by having your your heroes you know one of whom wears basically a cowboy hat literally riding off into the sunset which is just one of the most classic hollywood things of all time you know i think if any character ever deserved yeah. to ride off into the sunset it's indiana jones you know i think that's just a, such a fitting end for that movie and for that movie series, and so um, I love it. I always just remembered that how great it was that they just and they let it ride, you know, through through a part, part of the credits and just kind of let them ride off as far as they can. And you see them just go into the sunset. It's a beautiful scene. I just think it's really fitting for the film.
0: It was a fitting end for the character. He rode off into the sunset and was never seen again.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's an excellent choice. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, there was a scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark which almost made my list. The one where you see. Indie and the, the people digging, you know, to the well of souls. Yeah, that was almost on my list and, too, actually. Because <laughs> I, I always, I always love that one as well. When you see that, because it just, I just thought that was such a brilliant shot. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And it just, it's only, it's only like a five. 10 second shot just but just it's very memorable yeah yeah it almost made my
1: list but for the same reason as the force awakens i didn't want to put indy on here twice so yeah yeah
0: no that's a good good thing but uh okay my number one is is the scene from the end of uh scene from the end of 2010 the year we make contact oh wow yeah which uh, i know lots of people didn't like it because 2001 a space odyssey is brilliant right uh but but i always i always i quite like this i thought it was a good decent sequel carry things on uh But it's a scene at the end when, after everything that's happened, uh, the monoliths have... uh, the spoilers here, if you you want to turn it never, I've
1: never seen it, but... uh,
0: But after the monoliths seem to multiply, uh, and uh, you've got the people on the Discovery and the Russian ship as well watch as these monoliths multiply and basically consume the planet Jupiter until it it basically becomes a sun. And then we see uh, Europa slowly start to thaw and change in the end credits. But while that's going on, we hear... We hear Roy Scheider do this this, uh, this message back to his son about how it's going to be mankind growing up with two sons, and how the people of the new sun will meet people of the old sun and it's all really good. And the aliens send a message saying, all these worlds are yours except Europa. And then at the end, we see the two suns in the, in the sky over Europa and then Europa becomes, as time passes, we, it becomes a jungle planet and then we end with another monolith standing there and the musical is all brilliant. But it's a great scene, a big uh, culmination of everything that's happened and it's just and epic and i really like it very that's cool. my number one
1: that's a good choice i like it
0: yeah thank you very much Nicely done
1: all right well there you go so those are our top five scenes in the sun
0: yes there's uh, plenty more we could have included but uh, that's just a small selection
1: yeah yeah
0: a nice list indeed it was
1: nice list to listen to while you're sitting in the sunshine
0: yeah but get in touch and let us know your favorite scenes in the sun Or if you want to be different, your favorite scene, set in the snow.
1: (laughs) We'll get to that list also, though. Yeah, that'll be coming up. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up for this episode. So as always, we thank you greatly for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. You know, I always take the easy way out. (laughs) I do know that, Mike. (laughs) I'm a lazy, lazy son of a bitch. So am I. That's, what, that's why that's why we work so well together that's why it is because we're both like how can we make a podcast and do the least yeah. amount of work possible
0: that's that's what i like about doing it though is the fact that we can just go off and talk about something and we haven't got any there's you no know, it's not scripted and it's just wow i've been talking for all this time but it is because we're no, lazy. It,
1: it works it's just it's yeah. just funny it's yeah. like you know what takes a whole lot of work <laughs> podcasts yeah. let's get two lazy people <laughs> who don't want to do any work
0: And let's put them together. Are we podcasting again? (laughs) Do we have to just sit here in a comfy chair and just talk talk about movies? Oh
1: no! no. (laughs) Well, that's the that's the secret, though. Obviously, do a podcast about something you love. You know, if we had to do a podcast about, you know, the internal combustion engine, episode one. (laughs) Luckily, I'm I'm used to feeling like an idiot, so that doesn't. Well, I think we're both good at that. Yes, another thing we both have in common. (laughs) After the ending, it's the show hosted by two lazy idiots. Yeah. It's amazing we haven't gotten more listeners with a tagline like
0: that. <laughs> oh, you need to have a, the next book you write, or if we make a film, we need to have somebody going, Evoke this. And then, you know, something <laughs> happens.
1: Yep. Yep. We could do that. We certainly
0: yeah. could do that. Yep. Let's base a whole film around that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Why absolutely. did you make this film? Well, we wanted a character who said, Evoke this. <laughs>
1: okay yeah
0: no idea what the plot would be there's really. there's
1: phil's valuable contribution for this episode
0: yeah. yeah if anybody wants some other idea film ideas uh, <laughs> get in touch oh yeah you know they're breaks. gonna be beating down our door after that brilliant one phil i've got lots more you know uh stitch this that's another one <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> who put that there <laughs> then we'll
1: fight in the shade and then don't you know like a minute later there they are and all these arrows come fl-
0: damn it was that the arrows? Yeah. Was that real arrows oh my god you okay mike see this is
1: this is what we call method podcasting i'm, <laughs> I'm i actually hired a bunch of archers to shoot arrows at me <laughs> while i'm recording just so i could evoke that feeling of uh, of the scene uh anyway so when
0: they fired it they went evoke this <laughs> there you
1: go. yes we thank you greatly for listening i'm mike spring <laughs> dang it <laughs> dang it now i forgot usually it's you I'm the one who forgot that I'm supposed to say my name.